Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb and I'm here to share some of the most epic conversations I get to have with some of the most fascinating people on our planet. Every episode is dedicated to elevating the conversation around mental health because it ain't weak to speak. I'm a massive believer that a conversation could change and save a life for the better. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Let's go. Well, it's always good to have you back here. I'm always grateful, that's for sure. But we're talking about a buzzword right now, living, and we're actually doing a pretty big campaign around self-love. Now, you've probably heard of that buzzword before. You've probably even tried to practice a bit of self-love. You've probably even been told to practice self-love, to look after yourself and all that sort of stuff. So today, what I really want to do is have a conversation around what really is self-love. I know it's a massive buzzword that it can take so many forms. It's really hard to decipher exactly what it really is anymore. So I want to really break it down. There are a lot of people out there like me at one stage in my life, who is very good at giving other people love. And I'm very good at being there for other people, but I'm never really there for myself. And there's not a lot of self-love being practiced. So I want to talk through that because I find as well in my life, there are a lot of people who practice self-love in other ways that aren't really very clear cut with what people think self-love is. So I really want to talk about that as well. I want to break it down, give you some tools, maybe some strategies to practice self-love. And if you struggle to love yourself and like yourself, I want to make it real clear you're not alone. A lot of us feel that way. We're very good at giving out help and providing support and being a listening ear. But when it comes to talking good stuff to ourselves or looking after ourselves from a healthy point of view in what we think is a healthy point of view, we find it hard or we actually don't do it at all. So let's just get straight to it then, shall we? Well, you've probably received emails from brands about self-love and them trying to sell you their latest skincare products or their latest treat yourself packages or whatever else it looks like. But self-love is more than just the things you buy to make yourself feel better in the moment. So how do you know if what you're actually doing is really self-love and or self-care? Or are you just buying into the marketing cliche? So I want to break down what self-love is for you because a lot of people don't really understand what it actually is. So the term self-love stems from a lot of psychological revelations coming in the form of things like self-esteem, self-worth, self-belief, and all that stuff. While it wasn't a big term back in the 1800s, in early 1900s, the 1960s era, it really started coming about with the hippies. 
Now, the promotion of peace and love along with, you know, social change, including feminist movement and black power in the 70s, it created this discourse around how we love and respect each other and ourselves. Now, while this discussion of self-love was based on social and society changes, it wasn't really until the rise of social media in 2010 that self-love really became more prominent. Now, as social media began to blow up and people started to share their own experiences and share their own stories around mental health and what they're doing to look good and feel good and how they could help other people, there was a lot of help around the stigma side of things. So things like breaking the stigma around mental health has been you know, one of the greatest takeaways from social media so far. And self-love has resurfaced, I think, in a more powerful, personal way way because of that and you know living is all about you know breaking the stigma around mental health normalizing mental ill health allowing people to live the best life you know they can empowering people to speak up and seek help and if you're on the other end of the spectrum you know supporting someone that might be struggling so you might be asking yourself all right well i understand self-love makes sense yep pretty straightforward but I struggle to start that journey. How do I start that journey? Where do I start and all that stuff? I want to start by saying, take a moment to look at your life. You know, strip away all of the material possessions and all the external assets that you might have. You know, what do you have that you can be grateful for? You know, ask yourself that question. Like, don't include anything that's a material item. You know, the saying you can't love others if you can't love yourself i bloody hear this all the time and i get stuck sometimes you know beating myself up and not being the greatest supporter of myself what yet i'm very good to other people and as always guys i always ask please if you like the podcast please take one second out of your time on your phone right now to like it leave a comment rate it review it whatever platform phone computer wherever you're listening to this i'm grateful for you but let's help this podcast climb the charts. And the reason why I ask that is because the higher it gets, the more people that find this organically all around the world. So hopefully this podcast can land in someone's inbox or pocket or be referred to them where they need it most because a conversation changes lives. I've seen it, I've witnessed it time and time again. So please like, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave me a comment, leave me a review. Tag me, tag Livin, tell us what you think. Let us know if there's other topics or guests you want to see on the podcast and I'll be doing everything I can to get them right on here. Big love, guys. Let's go. You know, like the purest form of self-love, I think, is appreciation. You know, if you can't appreciate yourself and the value of your worth and, you know, what you bring to relationships, people, things, you know, you won't be able to really appreciate and fully accept love from others, I don't think. But again, I might be wrong and I'm not saying I'm always right. But, you know, look inward at your life. What is your ambition? What is your purpose? And what are your goals? You know, and a lot of people probably listening right now and you're probably thinking, well, far out. I don't even have a purpose or I don't even have my goals or I don't even know where to begin. And I've done podcast episodes before. So scroll through the list on goals and purpose and stuff like that. And hopefully there are some little things there that might be able to help you get on your way. But by really thinking about how you can achieve what you want in life or to get out of life, you know, moving with a solid direction and ambition while creating goals and truly making moves towards them, 
you're actively working on your self-love every day. So that is a form of self-love, I think. Okay, and it can be con- you know, confronting and scary thing to do, but by looking at what is stopping you from achieving your dreams, often fears we do not want to face or obstacles that we're shit scared of, like we are making real change in our lives in a positive way. And self-love isn't just about purchases that make us feel good temporarily. You know, it's about making an impact in your day-to-day life that will better your quality of life and bring your purpose to the forefront. And I think, you know, once you really begin to appreciate yourself and your worth, you'll start to look outward and appreciate those around you. And not only will your relationship with yourself improve, but I can almost certainly tell you your relationships with others and knowing the difference between who is worth your time and who is draining your energy or who isn't good for your mental health, you know, will give you a lot more self-love than getting a, a facial or having a green tea or going out and on the weekend and going for a walk. I can tell you that right now. You eat because you understand that you need nourishment and you need it to survive. And it's sad that most of us are trying to conquer external battles like finding love, being successful at our job, having this dream-ass career or finding happiness. But We do not truly understand that self-love is the root from which everything else does essentially grow from. And I know it's a buzzword. I've said that and we're here it all the time. Like self-love, how good I'm doing me this weekend and I'm practicing self-care. And now take a moment, listen to this. Now I thought, you know, coming into this podcast, I was thinking, how can we love the next person, you know, in our life effectively before we've learned to love ourselves for all the nooks and crannies and shortfalls and imperfections like when you love yourself conditionally you cannot really love another unconditionally because i feel like why would you give someone else something you do not have and our understanding of self-love is you know learned during childhood you know from those that cared for us and in most cases it's taught unconsciously but we just got a glimpse from watching that from those who nurtured us growing up and self-love is more than just wearing nice attire and applying you know, bouts of expensive makeup and going to the gym and going for a walk, grabbing a tea or whatever it looks like or catching up with friends. Self-love is really an umbrella term for different acts of love. I believe we perform toward ourselves physically and mentally. Mentally is a key word here. There are many well-groomed people in life that I know who have no clue what it means to love themselves. You know, to love yourself is not an act of selfishness. It's an act of kindness you know, toward others because you're loving yourself. Others don't have to deal with your unresolved problems kind of thing, you know. And self-love comprises, as I mentioned, of four key aspects, self-awareness, self-worth, self-esteem, and self-care. And because once you have self-love, you can set better, healthier, maybe more authentic goals for yourself. How many times have you set a goal for yourself that was rooted in negativity, you know, hating the way your body looked or feeling powerless at work or feeling like a failure in a hobby or a passion. Like when we love ourselves, we no longer seek to fix ourselves, you know, with these standards that we're never going to, you know, achieve. But instead, we try and seek to fuel ourselves. But like for most of you listening here and, you know, my younger self, like there are things that get in the way of self-love, you know, and the biggest one I think, especially for me, and hopefully it might or might not resonate with you, is the inner critic, you know, it just, you know, disproves of every move you make. Like your inner critic is the voice in your head that judges you, tells you you're not good enough, criticizes, mocks you every time you, you do something that you're trying to feel good. And 
when that inner critic is loud and it's really. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Prominent and powerful, you are your own worst enemy. You know, it hits you where it hurts and it can be so hard to let the inner critic just go away and it tends to feed itself. You know, you make a mistake, the inner critic talks to you about it, you're flustered, you're unable to let it go, it gets worse, your outlook changes, your mood drops, you say something to your partner or you come home in a bad mood or you do something unkind or thoughtless, you know, because you're in a shitty, shitty mindset or the inner critic gets louder, you're stressed out and then it snowballs into this big mayhem and it's just not helpful and when you you aren't able to silence that and not listen to the inner voice that tells you all these you know negative things you end up carrying it from place to place or event to event person to person it's pretty contagious okay or you might even on the other you know end of the scale you might have very high expectations of yourself and there is a difference between having high standards and having expectations that are simply too high standards can be a tool of self-love I will not tolerate being spoken to disrespectfully or I expect the people in my life to respect my boundaries. Putting pressure on yourself to meet impossible standards is the absolute opposite. And when you have unrealistic expectations, you ultimately cannot attain them or sustain them. And that will only make you feel like a failure or inadequate. Okay, because when our expectations are too high, we set ourselves up to fail anyway. And we begin to punish ourselves for not measuring up. So, it's this double-edged sword kind of thing. It's hard to be patient with ourselves when we feel like we should have already achieved a goal. And it's also hard to allow ourselves rest and relaxation when we don't think we have excelled at a task or project, or I haven't punished myself that long at work, or I haven't done enough for this goal that I've set out to achieve three years ago. So I don't deserve to go spend time with my friends this weekend or go for a hike or you know, take a night off and go and have dinner and spend some money, have a drink or whatever it looks like for you. And I've found myself in that field too, many times. And another important one is, 
you know, we're all shaped by our past experiences. And if it wasn't modeled for you, and as with everything in life, self-love is a skill that you can learn. And our early life experiences growing up, family, parents, have a great impact on the way we experience and practice self-love. You know, I once read this quote actually online that said something like, be careful with the way you speak to someone because it's their inner voice or something along those lines. And if you were spoken to with love and compassion and appreciation as a young person growing up, you're going to have a lot better time practicing and internalizing love, you know, and self-love. But if you didn't grow up with that kind voice or a self-destructive parent may have raised you, it can be very difficult to navigate loving yourself as an adult. But it, it isn't impossible. And the beauty of self-love is that you already have a ton, you know, a ton of kindness inside of you because you give it to the people around you in your life. So there's nothing wrong with you if you're struggling with self-love. And as adults, for us to have self-love and compassion, we need to be taught. We really do. And from there, as with all skills, we need to keep practicing it. But the great thing about putting self-love into practice is that understanding why we may struggle with self-love and where those struggles come from. Okay, and by reflecting on these experiences and habits and stuff that kind of cooks there and comes up, we're doing the kind of inner work that allows us to have compassion for ourselves. And, you know, compassion is the most important ingredient for real, honest love. Now, I want to share with you, you know, maybe three really quick tools that you can practice to engage in self-love. Number one is talk to yourself the way you talk to someone you love. We hear this all the time. This isn't new information. You've probably heard this a thousand times. So think of the things you say to yourself when you're frustrated, you're upset, you're embarrassed, you feel like a failure. Now imagine saying those same things to someone that you love, a best friend, your wife, your partner, a family member. Would you really do it? Now imagine that friend is sitting opposite you, saying those negative things about them. How would you respond? You know, this is a great tool because it works on more than one level. The first thing it does is to stop the thoughts in their tracks when you imagine these angry or unfair or unrealistic words about a loved one. Would I speak to a friend this way? Definitely not. Would I be comfortable hearing a friend talk about him or her or themselves this way? No. As we discussed, negative self-talk can begin to spiral and become unmanageable. And nipping it in the bud, you know, can help to rein it in a little, you know, and be more controlled and and this is where the next part of this tool sets in and responding with kind of like kindness. And even if you don't have the time to debrief the incident right at the moment fully, you can return to it later when you're in a safe place to do so. But try and be aware of those scenarios as quick as you can because you're going to limit its impact negatively on yourself. Another one we hear all the time and it goes hand in hand with self-love is self-care. Now, you might think that you will be unable to provide yourself with self-care until you're a professional at self-living, but this is not the case. Acts of self-care inform your mindset. The way actions lead to behaviors always do. Now, you may think that self-care is a spa day or I'm going for a walk, I'm going to catch up with some friends, let's go for a hike, grab a coffee or a cup of tea or whatever that looks like, but it's not true. Self-care is simply an action that is taken with the intent of meeting your needs whether they're physical or emotional. Now, it's not selfish to practice self-care because it brings the best version of you to the table. You know, you cannot pour from a shitty empty cup. You need to learn to fill up your cup. And if you're not well, nothing and no one around you will be well. 
So always prioritize self-care. And I always say self-care is number one care and it's not selfish. Put that in your brain. Don't forget about it. That is the one takeaway I need you to take away from this episode. While it is true that for some, a trip to the spa is their ultimate act of kindness to themselves or self-care, there are many more acts of self-care that can be taken. Now, you can phone a mate, ring a friend, call a loved one, have a quick chat, meditate. You can go for a walk. Like I said, I do it all the time. Watch YouTube, put on Netflix, draw, write, read. You know, you can learn to cook your favorite dish. You can write a list of self-care acts that you would enjoy and you want to work on and maybe build this cool list, like a list to achieve over the next few months. Okay, but the possibilities are endless and they're all correct as long as they work for you. And as I always say, they have to make you happy. There's no point doing something because a mate said, oh, why don't you go for a run or go for a walk? It might make you feel better. It's practicing self-care. If you don't like it, stuff them. I'm not going for a run. Do what makes you happy. Number three, boundaries. Now, one of the best ways to grow our self-love is to be able to self-advocate in standing firm in expressing our needs, expressing from the deep part of our body, the core, what we actually need, what we need to keep going and being the best version of ourselves. Now, we pride ourselves with care and respect, right? So setting boundaries with ourselves and others is a great way to communicate and strive for those very needs. Setting and having boundaries really does ascertain that you actually have a level of self-respect and worth that you can acknowledge about yourself. So that's a really good sign. And it's through that knowledge of worth that we're able to nurture the support and compassion we deserve to give to ourselves. So take time and make an effort to stick to those boundaries for ongoing you know, self-care for yourself. Because when we set boundaries in life, you know, we define our values and our core goals and things become a little bit clearer. And when someone may ask you to do something or something comes up, you're kind of more aware as to if it even fits in your value proposition or your boundaries. And it's a lot easier to say no or yes, as opposed to, oh, let me think about it, or you're saying yes to everything because that's also not helpful. But when our boundaries are expressed to others, the end result is that we find ourselves surrounded by people who actually respect us because we're very firm and steadfast on the way that we think and the boundaries that we uphold. And a boundary is a, you know, it's a protection mechanism of some sorts. And when we establish and enforce a boundary, we're really, you know, protecting ourselves. So think of the people in your life about whom you feel protective. You know that part of the reason you work to protect them is that you love them. So protecting ourselves in healthy ways through boundaries is showcasing ourselves love. So... As I mentioned earlier, self-love doesn't mean that you are perfectly content to be alone. Self-love doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, nooks and crannies and all, you know, imperfections about yourself. It's actually the opposite. It's actually having all of that stuff and loving yourself regardless. You know, self-love allows you in a peace with your thoughts. It's like if the past 12 months have taught us anything, It's that the only guaranteed company we keep throughout our lives is ourselves. You know, our thoughts and our feelings about ourselves won't always be glowing and joyful. And yeah, they're going to suck sometimes and things are going to happen in life. And it's sad and depressing and anxiety could be striking you right now. But the work we do now to have the kindness and compassion for ourselves is immeasurably beneficial for you. 
and whether that pays off now or it pays off in the near future. It isn't an overnight success. Doesn't all happen straight away. So give yourself that patience and give yourself that confidence to move forward. I love you guys. Give yourself a pat on the back today. This is a bit of self-care. You've taken the time out to educate yourself about self-love, breaking down the taboo or the topics around it. How do I practice it? I struggle with it. These are all the answers that I hope I've shared with you today and I'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, I appreciate all of your time wholeheartedly. Big love and we'll see you real soon. Thank you for listening in to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. Please subscribe to the show and help us climb the charts so that we can attract new listeners and change more lives. If you found something very useful in this episode, please share and spread the love to as many people as you can. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation can save a life. If you want to continue this chat, please join me on the podcast Facebook group at living.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. But in the meantime, we're going to the top. And remember, it ain't weak to speak. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.